From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. It's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. This indeed is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we are glad to welcome in Ann Gregory uh, by phone from our great St. Francis Catholic High School. Ann, good day to you. Good day. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, How are things at St. Francis? You know, everything at St. Francis is going well. It's especially exciting today. We have Meet a Parent, Grandparent Day for lunch. So our campus is buzzing with lots of happy families here where parents get to come on campus and join their tribute for lunch. And uh, it's a really special fun day. I love that. I love that term, trubies. It's, it's great. Well, it's a it's a good one. It's been it's been termed for a long time here. Oh, it has it's that word amazing. "true" in it. You know, even though it's it's short for troubadours, but still, it's uh, it's it's just it's a cute nickname. Oh yeah, yeah, we love it. Yeah. So yes, it's a it's a good day today to be to be at St. Francis. That's great. Tell us, uh, you have a a big event coming up, uh, November the third, Thankful Thursday. Thankful Thursday. It is. It's our single single biggest community fundraiser of the year. Where we reach out to our entire community to support our trubies. Um, we are 100% committed here at St. Francis to give every girl a St. Francis education and experience who wants to be here. And so 100% of our proceeds that we raise on Thankful Thursday go directly to tuition assistance for our trubies. So in any single year, we average about 25 to 30% of our students benefiting from tuition assistance. And um, it's just a really important day to support St. Francis. Tell us, tell us how, how, how it works. So this day started about 11 years ago to meet our tuition assistance needs. And in the first 10 years, we've raised more than $1.5 million. Um, and what we do is we start about a month out. So we're, we started a few weeks ago sending reminders that the day is coming. And then we push the day really hard the week of Thankful Thursday. And we ask our whole community um, we have about 12,000 alumni that are all over the world. We reach out to everyone and ask them to support us on this day. 12,000 alumni. Wow. We do. Yep. It's a big, big community. Proud women. That is, that is, uh, how long has uh, St. Francis been here? So St. Francis, um, we were established in the early, like, 1940s. And then our Elvis Avenue, our current location, was established in 1965. So we've been here since then. Okay. Very, very good. And uh, girls only, of course. Girls only. Yep. We we are proud to, um, we're not just a school of girls, but we are a school for girls. So mm-hmm. we um, are dedicated to giving these young women a place where they can be um, as great as they can be and dare to be as smart and figure out what their interests are. We have about 80 clubs on campus, so there truly is something for everyone. 80 clubs? We do, and they're all student-run, so the students are in charge of coming up with the idea, and then if it is approved, um, they move forward with it, and they run those clubs. So it's just amazing these girls start from, you know, when they're freshmen and really figure out what their passions are and just dive in. And they have four really special years to grow and figure out what they want to be part of. And there truly is something for everyone here. We've got incredibly strong athletics, art, campus ministry. Are all um, There really is a place for every girl here. I, I know about your athletics. I grew up in Davis and went to Davis High School and... <laughs> you, Watch out. You, you, it was it was uh, especially in a, in a, there were certain sports where it it came down to Davis or St. Francis. Absolutely, yeah. big rival. Yeah, they were yeah. Big, my big. daughter played my daughter played soccer here the whole time, and Davis okay. was always, always da- a oh. wonderful match. Yeah, Davis, Davis, and soccer, especially girls' soccer, boy. The, the, yeah, and, and St. Francis. Watch out. Those are the two. <laughs> those are the two big ones. So, it's yep. it's uh, 
they they pack them in as big as, as some of the football games. Yeah, they do. Fun yeah. rivalry. So the uh, obviously your college prep. Talk about uh, uh, some of the schools uh, that your graduates go on to. Oh wow, we have such a variety here. We have a. Um, a really strong counseling department here that preps our girls. We have we have girls literally all over the world. Um, you know, some stay close and stay at community college or Sac State, and some head far abroad, and we've got everywhere in between. Oh. And uh, the, those who come here, what what percent of those are coming from public schools uh, in elementary school, and what what percent from from uh, other Catholic schools in the area? Um, you know, it used to be um, that, that our bigger piece was coming directly from the Catholic schools, and we have so many students now who are coming from the public schools. So it still is heavier on the private Catholic, but we have so many girls now coming from public schools from all over. Mm-hmm. I don't have the exact percentage in front of me. Wow. So the... Uh they they go on to major in just about everything, or is there a specific you know discipline that that, that more of them go into? They do go on to everything. Um, we have a career day here that we host every year, where we ask our alumni to come back and speak to them to our current students, and the students get to pick different fields that they are interested in. So last year we had about 30 alumni who came back on campus and spoke to our Trubies from anywhere on being fighter pilots to lawyers to doctors to hairdressers to uh, community service, you know, mm-hmm. law enforcement. And they just, they're really in all different fields, and we uh, work hard to expose our current students to be able to ask those questions and um and really talk to Truby to have been here and experienced it and where they are now in that whole journey of finding their career. How big is the student body? Right now we're, we're right around 950. And is that, where does is, where is that fit traditionally? Um, it, you know, we vary anywhere between, you know, low 1,000s, probably 1,100, 1,200 to around 900. Mm-hmm. It just kind of varies each year. Yeah, we've got a really healthy student body right now. How did how did COVID affect you folks, or is it still affecting you folks? It is. I will probably say I I do not see too many lasting COVID effects around here. Um, we I was working here through COVID, and I w- I also had two students. Our my two daughters were also here through mm-hmm. COVID, mm-hmm. and I was so proud and impressed of how St. Francis handled COVID. We all went home like most people did, uh, you know, in the right in the middle of March. And it took St. Francis about three to five days to get back on their feet and be 100% on Zoom. That's and amazing. Have these girls That's absolutely amazing. It, was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, they didn't skip a beat. We had prepped for it before about a week before COVID, you know, really came on here. And the teachers were all on board and everyone knew what to do. And, of course, like everyone, we thought we were going to be at home for about two weeks. Right. And we'd be back on campus. And we stuck with it. And we kept the spirit alive and kept the students engaged as much as we could on Zoom. And then as soon as we could be back on campus safely, we offered the girls every option. So you could come back 100%, you could come back a few days a week, or you could stay on Zoom. So just depending on the student and the family's comfort level, they mm-hmm. had those choices. And how did, how did that divide up? Did, uh, uh, was it a fair amount of each, or was most, did most was, everybody come back, or how did that work? It, It was, I think there were a lot of families who, just depending on your family situation, if you felt very cautious, then those students and the families chose to Zoom at home. There were kids, a lot of older kids and younger kids, you know, really throughout all four grades that couldn't wait to be back on campus, that, you know, were missing being with their friends and 
everyone came back in their masks and were happy to be in class. And then there were some who felt kind of in the middle, who enjoyed Zooming but also wanted to see their friends, and they chose to do their two- or three-day-a-week back on campus. And, of course, as you point out, you know, it, it, it depends on the, the family situation, too. Um, Absolutely. You might have a family member who's especially vulnerable for some reason, and uh, you had to be more cautious than other people. Yeah, yeah, and we just wanted to be really sensitive to that and make everyone uh, feel really comfortable when they did decide to come back. And now we are back 100%. We have all our events are going. We had homecoming at the end of September, and it was an absolute joy to see all these tributes back here with the traditions back in place and um, really doing everything that they get to do here at St. Francis and just experience all the wonderful things. Well, how quickly you got back up and running on Zoom is a real testament to the administration and to the faculty. Um, I agree you know, 100%. They, they started just doing double duty and, and without complaining, you know, because they, you know, yeah. it's a sense of mission. They're, they're there yeah. for a purpose. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very... Absolutely. I couldn't have been more proud of how everyone handled it. And having two daughters here through it, I was so um, grateful, you know, because I was wearing a parent hat as well as an employee hat. And so I was so grateful that our girls stayed engaged and were on a computer all day. They had to be in uniform, you know, at least from the waist up. They had their... They had their polo on, and you had to have your camera turned on, and they were they were engaged and in class. So it was a huge relief when everyone was trying to figure out what to do through COVID. Yeah, you know, we had uh, four teenagers through through all of this, and yeah. and it very you know their response varied greatly from from kid yeah. to kid, you know, and uh, absolutely um, what you know what fit one didn't fit the other at all you know and it, so it wasn't like we could make a family decision you're all going to do this or you're all going to do that because it was so uh you know one's involved in sports one's involved in choir one's very social one's uh <laughs> happy to stay in the room and do zoom you know it's it's just yeah. really and I, I can imagine with a student body of almost a thousand uh you, you saw all forms of that all forms of it. There were some that got very comfortable on Zoom, you know, and were scared to come back, and that brought anxiety. And so we worked, you know, to make sure those are transitioning well and comfortable again. But yeah, it's and I think no different than how adults handled it, right? Yeah, yeah. Some like being at home, some need to be in a workplace. It's, it was an interesting experiment. I'm glad it's behind us. I, I know. I, I, I didn't want to tell my kids, but if if, if the school had said, uh, you don't have to come to school for two weeks, I'd have been uh, uh, doing cartwheels when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. exactly, right? But I know, yeah, I, sure. I know, especially one, one of my daughters, I mean, uh, going to school is her joy. You know, yeah. it just, she loves it, you know, so. Yeah. You know, you never know. And it is the natural place for for teens to be with yeah, their peers. Sure is. Right? They um that's that's where you're you find the growth and the camaraderie and it was an interesting place to be with your parents that much. Yeah, it's it's how you learn to get along in the world too. Yeah. You know, for absolutely. Sure. So uh and tell us again how, how can people participate in, in Thankful Thursday and uh so- well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on and asking about this. So Thankful Thursday, you can go to our website, St. Francis Catholic High School, located in Sacramento. And it is one of our banners on our homepage, and you can also go to our giving page. We are happily accepting donations um, at any time. And then the big push will be on Thursday, November 3rd for Thankful Thursday. And we really appreciate the support of our whole community um, we, 100% of this money goes to tuition assistance so that anyone who wants to have the St. Francis education and experience, we want to make sure it's affordable and accessible to all. Yeah, so 100% of the proceeds to Thankful Thursday go directly to financial aid. Yeah, that's really gratifying. That's wonderful stuff. 
Wonderful. Story. It is, yeah. In any one year, we average about 25 to 30% of our student body that benefits from tuition assistance so they can attend St. Francis High School. Very good. Well, Anne, it's a joy to talk with you, and thanks for spending so much time with us today, and I, I hope our paths cross again soon. Absolutely. I do, too, and I really appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ann. God bless you and uh, all the Trubies there. Uh, God bless you, too. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks so much. That's uh, Ann Gregory from uh, St. Francis Catholic High School. Uh, again, it is the, the, their day of giving is November 3rd. All funds raised on Thankful Thursday support the tuition assistance needs for 24% of the Trubies this year. So it's, it's basically one in four is benefiting from this. So uh, if... if uh, uh, it's you go to uh, St. Francis HS High School, St. Francis HS dot org backslash day of giving. Well, some some great workshops, uh, some great events coming up here in the Diocese of Sacramento as we uh, turn the calendar. Of course, the uh, Sacramento Life Center is having its big annual get together their major fundraiser of the year on the uh, 5th of November uh it's their their annual dinner and, and of course they are celebrating their 50th year in existence here at uh, in the diocese of Sacramento in the Sacramento area uh it all takes place um on Saturday evening November 5th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Sacramento uh, then they uh, they will also have their baby basket drive uh, to fill a basket of baby necessities. That's on December 1st. Uh, they, they're still looking for uh, silent auction uh, gifts. And it doesn't have to be a big item because they, they sometimes will combine items and, and make, make it in one special package. So if you have uh, gift certificates or something you think uh, that might be donated, or if you want to have something for the live auction, maybe a bigger prize, maybe you have a... Uh, Tahoe cabin you'd like to donate for a week, something like that, uh, you can uh, contact uh, Lourdes, uh, Lourdes Ramirez at 916-451-4357. That's 916-451-4357. Or uh, contact her by email, send her a, a note, uh, Lourdes R, L-O-U-R-D-E-S-R, at Life. Dot org and of course that is their website sacklife.org to learn of all, all about everything that they uh, have to offer also the a men's march to save the unborn uh, Saturday the 22nd of October 1 p.m at the state capitol a 1.2 mile walk around the capitol uh, signage is welcome uh, contact Michelle Jacqueline at 916 a wonderful workshop taking place at uh, St. Mills Parish on uh, Pennsylvania Avenue in Fair Oaks on Saturday, November 5th. Uh, you, you'll be done there in time to go to the Sacramento Life Center dinner, however. Uh, it begins with the Holy Rosary at 8 a.m., Holy Mass at 8.30 a.m., Continental Breakfast, inspirational talks by Carlo Broussard. We had the great privilege of talking with Carlo the other day, and he's, he's going to bring a powerful message uh, and then a great uh, barbecued lunch from Hannibal's, uh, confession opportunities in the afternoon. It all concludes by 3.45 p.m. There is a, on, on November 4th, Friday, the evening before, from 7 to 9 p.m., a wonderful event, free event for the entire family. And Carla will give a talk for the entire family titled God's Plan for the Family. Again, that's free. Carlo is a native of southern Louisiana. He left a promising musical career to devote himself full-time to the work of Catholic apologetics. Of course, he's on Catholic Answers. Uh, Carlo is one of the most dynamic and gifted Catholic speakers on the circuit today, communicating with precision of thought, a genuine love for God, and enthusiasm that inspires. This will be a great day for men. Um, he will talk about the four levels of manhood based on Father Robert Spitzer's articulation of the four levels of happiness, Carlo explains how there are also four levels of manhood and provides a challenge to men. Uh, so a, a great a great uh, evening, a great afternoon, a great morning at uh, St. Mel's. And, of course, uh, the uh, Friday event will feature free Leatherby's ice cream 
as well with music by Aaron Thompson. Uh, for more information or to sign up, call 916-612-0479. 916-612-0479. Also, the uh, uh, Red Mass is coming up. The Diocese of Sacramento Red Mass is the traditional gathering of members of the legal profession, elected and appointed officials to invoke the aid of the Spirit of God in their deliberations for the year to come. Attorneys, judges, elected and appointed officials, and all those working in the legal system or involved in the process of government in the five-county Sacramento area region are invited to attend the Mass, and every, everybody really is invited. The principal celebrant will be uh, Bishop Jaime Soto, again Wednesday, November 2nd, All Souls Day, 5.15 p.m. at the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament, uh, 1017 11th Street, right downtown Sacramento. And then afterward, uh, for those who wish to attend, the annual Bench and Bar Award Dinner, the 15th annual Bench and Bar Award Dinner, with the presentation of the St. Thomas More Award to the Honorable Stephen M. Basha, a uh, retired Yolo Superior Court judge. I say that word retired uh, gingerly because he's still very active in the legal community as a visiting judge, and he's very active uh, outside uh, the legal community as well, which is why he is being honored. Uh, tickets still available. You can go to scd.org backslash red mass. Uh, also, the uh, worship the Lord in the Beauty of Holiness, the Diocese of Sacramento's Liturgy Formation Series. Um, this will be on Saturdays throughout, uh, well, throughout the, all the way through June 17th. It's presented by the Diocese of Sacramento Liturgical Commission, the Office of Worship, and the Office of Family and Faith Formation. It's a six-part series of, for liturgy committee members, liturgy coordinators, liturgical ministers, musicians, as well as teachers, catechists, and those who do sacramental preparation. The purpose is to promote the fully conscious and active participation of all the faithful by forming qualified liturgical leaders to achieve beautiful and dignified liturgies according to the teachings of the church, drawing upon sacred scripture and primary liturgical documents, this series offers a comprehensive introduction to liturgical principles and practices through selected readings, lecture, discussion, and individual projects. Practical application will be emphasized. Uh, go to scd.org backslash liturgy series or contact Laurel Lynn Solano. Laurel Lynn is at 916-733-0153. The uh, first session uh, took place on October 15th. The, uh, the second one will be November 19th, then January 21st, February 4, May 6th, and June 17th. All of them will be Saturdays, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Diocesan Pastoral Center, 2110 Broadway, here in Sacramento, or uh, virtual via via Zoom as well. So you can you can do either uh, either or. Um, so that's a really really good good series uh, coming up. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at the thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the, the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, 
right in the hustle and bustle of the city and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrusites. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and longstanding support of the Bishop's Hour. Hi, I'm John McGinnis, retired sheriff of Sacramento County, and you're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thank you, Sheriff, for that wonderful introduction, for all you've done in this area uh, in a variety of ways. Well, we're pleased to welcome in Alex Barasa, Regional Coordinator for Youth and Young Adult Ministry and Pastor Juvenal here in the Diocese of Sacramento. Alex, always good to see you. Same here. I'm so excited that we are finally in person. In and person. I get to see you. We can see what each other, we don't even wear a mask. We I can know. see what each other looks like. I know. Isn't, isn't it? I mean, it's been so long. I mean, it I has. I feel special with this uh, golden mic in you front of me. You have the golden mic. I know. Wow. I know. Thank you. Thank you for um, making me feel loved and, and appreciated <laughs> today, Bob. Thank you very much. You know, if you if you say something that's not quite factual, into the golden mic, it will correct it for you, and it will come out perfect. Awesome. Does it have pitch yeah. uh, correction to it? It's start got singing. autocorrect right in uh, there, built into it. I'm going to start singing <laughs> and see what happens to your um, program <laughs> listeners. Maybe they'll just <laughs> turn it off. No, no. Yeah, very good. Well, you're here to talk about, you're always here to talk about all kinds of great and interesting programs going on, but this is really special, World Youth Day. You know, we, we mentioned it a time or two, but it's now it's creeping up on us. It is uh, less than a year. Of, summer of 2023 mm-hmm. used to sound like a long ways away. Now it's yes. right around the corner. Yes, and we need to close registration, so we're trying That's to, right. you, you to don't, do a push um, because... Um, you don't just decide at the last day, oh, I think I'm going to Lisbon. Yeah, so we are doing this last push for... Um, people 18 years and older. Um, that so wanna, that's the cutoff, 18. Uh-huh, the, the start, 18 years and then um, up. up because um, it's easier to travel with adults sure. and um, then uh, teens. But if, because um, there's, there's been like four parents that have called us and say, if the parent is going, we will, uh, of course, make um that's okay. Uh-huh. If the parents yeah. are going, they could bring their fifteen-year-old yeah. or uh-huh. okay. But the parent has to go and uh, and understand that uh, it is a pilgrimage, sure. so it is work. Right. Is pilgrimage are are never easy, yeah. But they're beautiful spiritually and um, emotionally. So, what do you mean is. by a pilgrimage? I think we all sort of know, but mm. uh, what what does that mean? So, a pilgrimage is a time in your life where you um, devote yourself to finding God's will. And we as Catholics, we go and visit uh, religious sites, mm-hmm. and we participate in prayer and um, mass. We're going to have daily mass. We're going to have uh, moments where we are expected to sit down and listen. Mm-hmm. So it's not just go to Lisbon and, and find the bars and, and right, have right. fun, right? <laughs> right? It is a moment of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. So is there is going to be free time. People can, of course, sure. yet our main purpose is not to go and do the free time, but to go and find God's voice yeah. and, and discover what God has for us. And in World Youth Day, I mean, I don't want, I'm not selling this because I'm a tourist guy, but I feel like that sometimes, <laughs> I mean, um, it's a beautiful moment. You get to see the universal church. You get to hear uh, people that you had never heard before. Uh, I mean, you get to see the Pope in person. God willing, he's still with us uh, in August. And um, but um, you get to be um, in a special way um, close to the Lord. And mm-hmm. I know from my experience, I, um, life experience, I know a lot of World Youth Day priests, mm-hmm. young people that heard their call during the World Youth Day and went into the seminary. I mean, I've met a lot of World Youth Day couples, people that met during World Youth Day, because this is a um, go and meet people, talk to other people. And there's some, um, is designed so there's um, 
they call them catechetical sites. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to run them this year, this time around, but there's usually a moment where people are put together to listen to these speakers, and the idea is that you go and listen to other people as well. And World Youth Day really attracts from all over the world, and it, one of the beauties of it is if, if you're not aware of the universality of the church, you certainly will be, and you, you, will, you may be feel alone in your faith sometimes, you won't feel alone in your faith. Amen. Yes, you know, my, my uh, people have asked me what is my favorite World Youth Day um, memory. And um, when I was in um, Germany, I, went to the, I was blessed to go, be able to go to the one in Germany. They had um, three different routes to get to the, where the papal mass was going to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I, we had gone to the mass in the morning for the United States. They usually have a mass a United States mass, and um, and that was one. He had a the beginning of one of the routes um, uh, to go, and as we're walking, you're walking with all these people from every single country. Because by the the time, but there was a moment the the site was um, in a desolate place or in in a big field, and um, uh, and we were coming like from a, a little hill, looking down, and. And I saw all these flags coming mm. into these doors that were there, and it looked like the New Jerusalem. I mean, yeah, that was yeah. the the um, the impression that I, I stood there. I remember standing there looking and seeing the mass of people walking, and everybody, some people were singing, some people were, you know, and it was a very um, uh, motivating, illuminating, right. I don't know even know about Inspiring. A uh-huh, inspiring yeah. moment. Uh, just the, the sheer uh, flags that were being uh, processing, and it was not, I mean, at all. Probably looked like the opening ceremonies of the Olympic Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then being, I remember we were in this little, because they divide you into squares, so you could um, um, uh, stand there in the square waiting your, your area, and then um, they suddenly, all these um, security people um, uh, walked in, and then they, they kind of made um, a, a human shield, and then they said, "If you don't move, if you don't, if you don't move and start pushing us, the mm-hmm. pope is gonna pass through here. Wow. We wanna, we wanna make sure that that is safe and nobody's gonna like overwhelm the the pope mobile." Sure. And everybody was like, "Okay." So everybody uh, translated into many different languages, and and everybody, we were all quiet. And and we got to see uh, Pope um, Benedict, Benedict, it was Benedict um, yeah. um, pass by. Didn't he arrive by boat? Yeah. Come up a river. Yes, that yeah. was that was very uh, rock star kind of deal. Yeah. But poor, poor Pope Benedict, because he was he was cold. Yeah, and and you could tell he was uh, frozen. He's he was like yeah. suffering the cold, even though he's from. Germany. From Germany, uh-huh. but, and, but and, and in different was, parts of Germany too. Mm, yeah, and that was a very cold night. I remember because yeah. um, I was not prepared. Um, I was not prepared mentally, physically, or anything for uh, for a very cold, humid night. It was it was summer, right? Yeah, 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 but not there. They they they, <laughs> they didn't get the memo that it was they supposed get to the be. Memo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know what? They were selling um, well. They were selling the packets, some packages that you could buy there. Um, uh, that he had um, a sleeping bag, a pillow, and um, and um, um, blanket. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those uh, aluminum blankets. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. And then I was like, I'm not gonna spend my money on that. <laughs> I'm Mexican. We we lay on the floor and and <laughs> and we can do this. And it was it was just a miserable night. God, yeah. God really enjoyed uh, seeing me suffer <laughs> that day. Yeah, I remember. Um, you got uh, all your sins forgiven. Just yeah, for <laughs> yeah. I said next time you, they said, "Would you like to buy?" I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> yes. I'll buy. I'll, I'll give you my money because I know but it's worth it. Those aluminum blankets are supposed to really work. Uh, they did for everybody else, yeah. but yeah. except for the ones that didn't buy them, which is me. Yeah, uh, but but they were um, they made those available for people to because you know they get donations from yeah a lot of uh, sponsors so they had this packet and I um yeah I should have bought it but yeah. I didn't you know you're you're right too about uh, the inspiration I, I I can't tell you how many people I've heard talked about either either a renewal of their faith or even vocations from World Youth Day in Denver 
which mm-hmm. was a number of years ago. Yeah, but uh, uh, just how just how important it was, and some some people just kind of included in their vacation, sort of like, well, we're going to go out to the Rocky Mountains and hike and do all that stuff and beautiful part of the country and. And but we're going to attend World Youth Day, and World Youth Day just stole the show for for, for them. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've done, I think that was uh, John Paul II. Mm, yes, yeah. he was, um, and it, that was a funny one because um, they had told the Vatican that there was no faith in America. Uh, right, right. That nobody was going to go, and uh, and it turned out to be like a massive endeavor. I mean, they they weren't. They, I mean, Pope John Paul II truly attracted young people. And uh, and even um, lukewarm, faithful Catholics, I mean, really turned to, mm-hmm. to see him, and he did ignite a lot of faith. Yeah. I mean, my wife went to that one. I didn't go to that one. Um, uh, and um, and she was, I mean, hooked on on many things. Uh, it was a difficult one. Yeah. But it was it was um, worth. And you know, I heard um, a friend of mine from um, um, previous places that I lived. Um, uh, they went to the one in Manila, which is the largest gathering of human beings ever. I just, <laughs> I just was talking to somebody at the bank, mm-hmm. and and she's uh, from the Philippines, mm-hmm. and she said she and her family were going to take a pilgrimage to to Italy and go to where Padre Pio had been and mm-hmm. and all that. And I said, do you know that the largest gathering of human beings ever <laughs> on the planet? Was in Manila. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. for that world you say yeah. is like six million. Mm, it sunk that's the island. It sunk the, the island. Yeah, uh, yeah a couple of feet. <laughs> the whole thing went down. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, because it was it was the largest. But and that was a difficult world you say because it was just a massive amount. But a friend of mine was telling me that her she went with her uh, son, and um, and it was incredibly difficult and. And she, she, she told me, she shared it with me, he suffered some condition. And she said, you know what? Offer everything up to the Lord right now because this is very difficult. And, uh, and lo and behold, the son got healed. Yeah. I mean, because wow. of, of, the, of such a difficult position yeah. he was in. And, um, and she attributes it to, of course, the presence of John, John Paul II and what sure. have you, right? But... Um, uh, I don't know if it's a miracle approved by the Vatican or not, but in, in her life. In and, her life and, it was. And in, sure. in her son's life it was, yeah. right? But um, so many things. Um, I think uh, World Youth Days are beautiful moments in the life of, that we can live in the life of, of in our life. Of, uh, many of us cannot go to the Vatican every year or, or right. other places, but these type of gatherings, are truly moments of inspiration. So if any of your listeners, they have a grandchild that they want to invite or or are of the age, mm-hmm. because um, they might be of the age, I mean, they, they can certainly um, consider this as, um, I don't want to say a graduation gift or something like that, but it's, it's an investment in someone's face. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the real miracle, uh, and you hear this from Lourdes all the time, the real miracle uh, occurs with the renewal of your faith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the greatest gift you're going to get anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and acceptance of knowing that you're not alone yeah. and knowing that, um, that God is in control. Yeah. And, and it's a beautiful, um, it's, it's a pilgrimage. It's yeah. work. It's going to be a spiritual work. It's going to be challenging. Um, right. We went to, when we went to Australia, um, uh, it was it was fun. I mean, Australia was really fun. We got to see the um, kangaroos and uh, <laughs> and everybody, every everything they had there that I never seen. I mean, I I got to eat roux, which um, uh, mm-hmm. I, I I liked it. Don't mm-hmm. tell anybody because it, oh my god, <laughs> but I liked it. And uh, but it, with that, it was a, a beautiful um, mm-hmm. experience as well. Wow! And I'm excited in the, in in Lisbon. Because we're gonna um, we're gonna start in Santiago, uh, in Spain. Santiago mm-hmm. is where um, everybody goes on pilgrimage. It's a big site of pilgrimage. The way, uh, the way, Camino yeah. Santiago. And I, I wanted, um, I wanted so us. So you're gonna start in Santiago? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, because I wanted to feel like a pilgrimage, mm-hmm. like we start there, and it was cheaper to start there than finish there. So we're going to start there and then um, go to Mass and, and prepare ourselves 
and then we're going to start our World Youth Day uh, journey. So do you fly into Lisbon, though? Yeah, we're yeah. going to fly into Lisbon. And then how far is Santiago from Lisbon? Uh, like four hours on, uh -huh. on bus. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have a bus that is going to take us there, and then uh, we're going to be, um, I think, two nights. And Fatima is, what, an hour and a half, something um, like that? That's what they said, um, uh, depending on traffic, in mm -hmm. an hour and a half. And uh, we are not having an official right. um, tour of Fatima because it's going to be very, very packed. Yeah. So what we're telling people is there's options for people when to go, mm -hmm. and they can go on their own, explore Fat Fatima, and then come back. Yeah. You can do that. There's public transportation. They say every half hour, Mm -hmm. Public transportation is, is available, but we are not renting a bus right. to do that. It's, it's, it was very expensive to do something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I suspect most people are going to figure out a way to get to Fatima, though. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know my, my bucket trip um, places. Have you, have you not been to, to Portugal? I have never been yeah. to Portugal. Mm -hmm. And, of course, yes. uh, Former auxiliary bishop here, yeah, uh, um, Cata. Bishop Cotta, uh, was uh, is of Portuguese descent. Yes, uh, the Azores, uh, I think. Azores, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, in I've eaten Portuguese sardines, mm -hmm. but never been to Portugal <laughs> itself. So I um, I want to see if they taste different over there. Because yeah. it is it is a port. I didn't know. I mean, I've learned so much as doing this uh, trip and what have you planning the the things. It is a port. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was a port city. I never. Yeah, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Portugal also gave us linguiça. Linguiça, yeah. uh huh. Yeah. Just, now just, I'm hungry, but what time is it? What time's lunch? I know, I know. <laughs> so, so explain the explain the itinerary. It's a, about a 10, 11 days. I guess. Uh -huh. So we live on um, July 29th from uh, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. and, and people get to San Francisco on their own. On their own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They can carpool. I sure, mean, they can do sure. what have you, but, but we start there. And then we arrive the following day. And uh, that's when we go to uh, Santiago. Mm -hmm. We stay there a couple of nights. And then we get to Lisbon on the Monday. And um, and then. And that's the opening ceremony. No, the opening ceremony will be Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then um, uh, we stay there. Um, uh, there's activities in the morning and activities in the evening. But one of the days we're gonna have a mass at the um, birth house of Saint Anthony of Padua, mm -hmm. which is in from Lisbon, so he's known as Saint Anthony of Lisbon. Right, and uh, that which means nothing will get lost on the trip, nothing. or if it gets lost, it'll be found. Hopefully, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, sanity first of all. <laughs> But uh, I didn't think I like that. Uh, that that should be our in our T-shirts. Yeah, uh, yeah. I visited uh, Saint Anthony's birthplace. No, I'm not last, or something. yeah, I'm not yeah. lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd something. be great. Yeah, yeah. Or or maybe or I find, was lost and now, now I'm found. Uh, yeah, yeah, or or I found my wife at the mass, right. or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah. So we're, Bishop is celebrating mass there. Mm -hmm. Bishop Soto, of course, uh -huh. will be going. He goes yes. to all the World Youth Days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, we're gonna have a dinner at a restaurant and um, uh, then we're going to participate on the papal events which is the way of the cross uh, the papal uh, welcoming um, the mass um, the way of the cross and um, uh, the um, uh, vigil mm -hmm. and so everything ends on a Sunday but uh, there were no flights on the Sunday back to San Francisco so we have to wait until Monday mm -hmm. okay so, and then the Pope comes usually on Thursday? Mm -hmm, usually. Mm -hmm. He might come before. I mean, God knows. Yeah. Pope Francis does whatever he wants. He doesn't yeah. follow schedules very well. So um, uh, when he does come, there's like a um, uh, um, big mass, but not um, not as big as the, um, as the um, vigil mass. Right. There's like a welcoming and what right. have you, and, and then he, he gets there. And... Um, but then the closing is a video, which is what everybody looks forward to. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Wow, what an opportunity! I had in uh, a few years ago in uh, Philadelphia. They had a, a, a gathering of families, I yes, believe it was, uh, and uh, Pope Francis. I, I I went as a journalist. Got asked to uh, come back and do some commentary on the radio for a national network, and. Uh, and also for the Bishop's Hour. And it was uh, 
Pappas, he, he visited New York first, and so we, we kind of followed him around New York, but then uh, took the train to Philadelphia, and it was just, they had an outdoor mass in the Ben Franklin Parkway, mm-hmm. and oh my goodness, and we were, they had erected bleachers for, for the press from mm-hmm. all over the world, you know, and mm-hmm. some, some of us were on the radio, some of them were print journalists, some of them were TV and so, but it was like it was like bleachers at a football game, just for the press. And so we could hike up to the top of the bleachers and look out over the whole scene, and we saw the Pope Mobile oh, making its way kind mm-hmm. of circuitously through the crowd. Mm-hmm. And about every ten seconds or ten feet, it would stop, mm-hmm. and Pope Francis would bound out of the out of the the Pope Mobile, and. Go hug a baby, mm-hmm. and then of yes. course all the pictures. Uh, you, know. you can see the flashes. Yeah, no? yeah. and then he would get, get back in the uh-huh. Pope Mobile, go about yeah. ten more feet, and he'd say, "Stop, stop!" You know, uh, yeah. see another baby in there, or somebody waving, or somebody mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, he just had a just just had a real heart for 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 the young ones, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I thought maybe he'd never make it to mass because he was yeah. stopping so often. I know. Yeah, and then and then there's there's the mass. And it's like, just imagine Holy Communion for 1.3 million people, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it was just, uh, it's one of those things that uh, was so inspiring, mm-hmm. you know. And just, uh, just something you don't even expect, you know. It's just, it's, it's, it's big. The sum of the parts are bigger than, you know. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, it was, is really tremendously beautiful mm-hmm. yeah. and and you know how they do communion because that was that's been that was my question for many years so that's why they divide them into um, into squares into squares yeah. so in each square there's an altar with um uh, with the host to be consecrated right so when the pope is consecrating over there there's a priest there okay um joining in mm-hmm. the consecration mm-hmm. and that's why you know some priests get the stall right in the in right. the chasuble because they're there uh consecrating so right they don't bring the the host down from the the right. people um, right. altar, but you 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 have your own uh, right. communion station there. Well, when mm-hmm. Benedict was in New York, uh, we had mass at Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. oh, so okay. you had to n- n- navigate steps mm-hmm. and everything. To I think I think they had most people not quite stay in their seats but come to a, a little gathering area mm-hmm. and yeah, bit, but it, yeah. it takes a lot longer when you're going down steps and then back up steps yeah, to, yeah. Your, to I, your to your seat but they, mm-hmm. they they pulled it off yeah like in uh la congress that they yeah. have the mass in the auditorium yeah right and you're like trying to figure out the steps and, and yeah. see where you're going yeah, that, yeah those are those are interesting so oh, boy that's that's uh so i can't even imagine being the overall in charge of logistics mm. for all this, yeah. but even from Sacramento standpoint, you've got to find hotels. You've got to find mm-hmm. where where we're going to have dinner with the bishop. But where where are we going to stay? Where are we going to be? Do do, do do we send an advance party to to oh, check I it wish. all out? You wish. The, uh, let's tell the bishop. I think uh, you need to. <laughs> I want to do that. We're working with a travel agency. Okay. I mean, yeah, and and uh, we we talked it out as they say, right? And uh, and discern what is it that we wanted. So we are staying at a hotel. We're not staying on a gym in a gym or on the floor somewhere. Does the hotel uh, have aluminum blankets? Uh, hopefully they have more than <laughs> aluminum blankets. I'll take my bla- if they sell the, those things. I'm gonna buy them. I, I am already in line to do that. And um, I but, think um, Lisbon in uh, early August will be comfortable yeah it's, it's humid no yeah. i i it's gonna be humid yeah and uh that, that's what i'm um um getting myself i felt they told me it was gonna be like san antonio houston weather Ooh. that is is that's very humid i know and uh, I, I spent some time in san antonio in yeah. the summer and it's it it's um definitely 90 degrees there is like 110 here because well, of it, that humidity and, yeah. and wet you're wet yeah. all the time so. even when the sun's shining yeah. yeah 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 i i i we have family there and it's always um it's a blessing seeing our family is just uh, yeah. no, nobody wants to go it's out. a very catholic city though san antonio oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and and i'm expecting this this um place to be very catholic to to mm-hmm. have a lot of uh, um um 
point of references to our Lord. So right. that, that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so the travel agency is working with us. Um, and we are, there's some meals going to be covered. Um, breakfast at the hotels will be covered. And um, through, we're waiting for the packet to come out from World Youth Day. Sometimes the packets, I sell them with uh, meals attached mm-hmm. to them. They're not um, um, all-you-can-eat buffet right, meals, right. but, uh, I mean, they, there's some meals um, covered there. So mm-hmm. how soon do people have to have to sign up? Well, we do need the final payment, and we need everything fully paid 60 days before. 60 days before. Uh, yeah, so... So about, about the uh, mm-hmm. end of May. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if people do want to, it's $3,500. Um, there's a deposit, I believe, to $50 uh, deposit that is non-refundable. Right. Um, uh, and then, I mean, Christmas is coming, and people need to prioritize or say, hey, instead of giving mm-hmm. me the Xbox or right. buying me the new car stereo, stereo maybe I want to, invest in this so so mm-hmm. there's some possibilities there for people right mm-hmm. right and do is, is this this part of the tour sponsored by the diocese of sacramento or are you part of the official contingent from sacramento or? yeah we yeah. would be yes so yeah. um what we're trying to offer is uh, people in the parishes want to go but their parish is not um doing an official trip right. Right. Because it's very hard to do all these things, exactly. so we want to be there. So that um, our office, the, the you're coordinating the whole thing, make uh-huh. it easier for everybody. Yeah. So parish, all I have to do is write a check. I don't have to mm, call yeah. hotels and mm-hmm. yeah. And we're um, uh, we're trying to support the parishes that have a very small group, um, and they can they can find somebody to go with. Mm-hmm. So how many spots do you have? We we have um, uh, um so they go by fifteens, um, usually in a tour we use like. Check your two fifteens, uh-huh. so people can can. Um, uh, I mean, we figure we we're a big diocese, right? But we need to let go. And that's why I want to close right. registration, say by January, and say you know if you're yeah. not coming, we need to let go all those spots before yeah. we get um uh, responsible. Because because you're gonna you're not flying a charter. You're flying well, maybe a charter, but you're you're not filling the whole charter on yes. your on mm-hmm. your own. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need to let go of seats and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just I can't even imagine the logistics. Well, you know, okay, so logistic like the, their event is not um uh, so the Viking comes in and because I have a friend in the committee. Um uh, she's the one representing the United States. And um, and they're super divided. So it's not um the main committee is only overseeing like a whole bunch of other uh, committees. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's no one person in uh, charge of the whole. Uh-huh. Thing. Uh-huh. The, yeah. the 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 person from the the dicastery for um, uh, ev- youth and evangelization from mm-hmm. the Vatican, he's overseeing the whole thing. But there's no whole thing. There's some um, like right. they're super divided right. into so many little um, because. In um, in like a couple of them, three of them that I've gone, the United States always has um, four volunteers to do uh, different things, mm-hmm. um, and I ha- I volunteer um, to be on sites a couple of times. I was a site uh, manager, mm-hmm. so but I had um, I had a handler, like somebody tell me sure. um, what was what was expected and and. And then I, I was in charge of, a, of one of the um, uh, catechetical sites. And then she had another su- supervisor. And then, and I mean, the list went on and on. And, on but I, and I only know that because I had phone numbers in case something was going down, burned down, or mm-hmm. we needed help. I had a whole list of people that I, c- I could call okay. on. If my supervisor wasn't answering, then I had some, the person above, above, above. Until I mean, it was like, oh, so who's in charge? Who's <laughs> like, in charge? Yeah. Uh, so there were there were a lot of um, uh, people above. We we never had. Any, I mean, we had one issue one of the days that uh, the meal didn't get there on time. Mm-hmm. But I made phone calls to the right people, and then they said, oh no, we're stuck in traffic. Have yeah. everybody just wait. And I mean, so, but uh, it's very very um, uh, it's really cool the organization. Mm. Yeah, you just wonder. I've been thinking of Manila again. You know, at what point can the infrastructure not handle 
any more people. Oh, in the United States, that's, that's what happened, mm-hmm. um, big time, because um, they were not ready. Right. They they thought 150 people were going to be there, and then they had half a million people yeah, or yeah. more, yeah. and uh, and they ran out of food. McDonald's was supposed to be the one distributing food, and they they ran out of food. I've never heard of McDonald's um, running out of food. Well, they did in that yeah. in that because it was all like um, this, this is before the internet was so popular right. and things right. So communication was not the the buses. Um, stop running at some point. People had to just walk and right. figure out. So it was it was significant. Um, uh, the yeah. United States was um, um, challenging. Mm-hmm. Well, we proved it with a lot of Catholics here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a big eye opener for the for the local church and for um, the the Vatican to see. Hey, yeah, sure. there's faith in America. Mm-hmm. Sure. So how do what, people sign up? Can go to scd.org backslash wyd. 2023. That's right. Or they can talk to me, email me, uh, A-B-A-R-R-A-Z-A at scd.org, which I'm Alex Barras. That's my last name, B-A-R-R-A-Z, as in zebra, A, at scd.org. Very good. Alex, always a joy to talk with you. Thanks so much. I'm here. Thank you for letting me use the golden mic. Yes, indeed. I need to come more often in person. We would love to see you more often. Thanks so much. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. God bless. We'll talk to you again soon. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in healthcare, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, You can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of of Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, They continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. Four six zero zero, and we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, long-standing support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town. Uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento, who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour, uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org.
Down.